building blocks. Once again, Margaret found a wonderful story for the time for all ages. Did you like the stream envisioning itself as something that it wasn't changing form? It's redoing its building blocks in order to find wholeness later. Our focus for our April theme is wholeness. This word comes from the old Germanic and Norse languages. Hall and Hela portray a sense of being entire, unhurt, uninjured, safe and being healthy, sound, genuine, straightforward, undamaged, complete, wholeness. The Soul Matters Packet asks, what does it mean to be a people of wholeness? It begins with words that I was intrigued by. Let's just say we're skeptical. That's the intriguing part, skeptical, about rushing in to fix things. We Unitarian Universalists understand the urge to restore what once was. Nothing is more human. Who doesn't want to reverse the damage? Who doesn't hold on to the Humpty Dumpty hope that all can be put back together again? But our faith teaches us that this is just not how the world works. Transition and change rule the flow of life. There is no going back. The current of time is just too strong. I find an analogy here in the contemplation of the stream about who and what it was. Same thing. The packet's intro adds, the wholeness offered us is not returning our lives to their original state, but working with what remains to make something new. The shards are not pieces of the puzzle that need put perfectly back together, but building blocks waiting to be molded into a yet-to-be-imagined form. To be made whole again is to be reorganized, not restored. We begin with a blockage. In a recent visit with a friend, I heard of his delight that his son has finally begun to find himself. Justin, the son, is in his 30s and has struggled in recent years. An artist, his search for a muse led to vices that controlled him. We heard about this a few minutes ago, similar story. His father feared he would never find his way, but Justin has found a new path for himself. And as his father said, all the things I shared through the years, you know, it was just kind of like water on a waterfall, temporarily, airily there, but then quickly gone. <laughs> but Justin found a book that helped him. He told me 
a lot of young people are using this book. Someone at an AA meeting recommended he read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Written by Joe Dispenza, a neuroscientist and a counselor who happens to live in Olympia, Washington. Now, I had heard stories about Justin for years and also been concerned about his health and well-being, his wholeness. Unfortunately, as we know, the vices of life are there. Be they pills, powder, or liquid, they are there. Treatment programs are available, and they can be very beneficial. But many clients, even post-treatment, question themselves, and this is where Dispenza's book helps. We see it in the title, The Old Ways Are Left Behind, and this frees people to move toward, as the Soul Matters intro said, being reorganized into an entirely different person, an entirely different person than they were before. Reorganization. Our hope is that few here face justice difficulties, but some may be looking for improvements. A little something here, a little something there, ways of changing yourself. And this is why today we're looking at Dispenza's book. Its title is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. That's its title. Dispenza received postgraduate training in neurology and neuroscience and several other areas. You'll hear about those later. But he writes that the human brain is really much like a series of waves. Again, I go to the stream. The image describes, this image describes the way the brain waves work. A coherent brain appears above, and an incoherent one is below. You may notice that these are consistent and running in sync, and there's some difficulty with the way those two work together. The coherent one is genuine, straightforward, and sound, a healthy approach to life. He writes that waves originate in our animating spirit. Animating spirit. If you wonder what that means, he shares a conversation with a person who claimed that all our influences are random. So Dispenza asked this skeptic of what he was saying, can you tell me where the intelligence that keeps our heart beating comes from? Sure, that's part of our autonomic nervous system. Where is this system located? In the brain. The brain's limbic system is part of the autonomic nervous system. Okay, says Joe, and within the brain, are there specific tissues responsible for keeping the heart beating? 
Oh, yes. What are those tissues made of? Cells. And what are the cells made of? Molecules. And what are those molecules made of? Atoms. And what are those atoms made of? Subatomic particles. And what are those subatomic particles made of? Energy. Energy. Dispensa links this energy with your animating spirit. An essence sometimes felt, or that may appear in meditation, as it has for Dispensa, but is there in each of us so long as we are alive. Building blocks. Connecting to this subatomic building block opens a door to your animating spirit. Recognizing its presence frees it up to influence the reorganization of the other building blocks within you. If I follow what he is saying, you can move from having an incoherent wave to controlling your life to a better life that arrives when you synchronize with the coherent waves within you. This is significant spiritual work, my friends. Significant spiritual work. Dispensal links incoherent waves with the survival instinct. Coherent waves with creativity, action, doing things, being part of life here on the ground. This print is small. You can see that. But this is a good thing because there is no need to strain your eyes. Just note the many building blocks where survival instinct and creativity differ. Survival features stress. Creation, homeostasis. Survival, contraction. Creation, expansion. Imbalance over here, order there. Breakdown, right here. Repair, creation. Selfish, selfless on the creation side. Emergency in survival, growth, repair in creation. Cause and effect, causing and effect in creation. Limited possibilities, all possibilities, known and unknown. The inward view. Dispenses vision of what he shares in this book arrived during 40 years of meditation, and meditation emphasizing mindfulness, which linked to his academic study of neurology, neuroscience, brain function, chemistry, 
cellular biology, memory formation, and aging and longevity. He shares with his readers that the Tibetans think of meditation means to become familiar with. An inward view is developed. Arriving over time, the mind settles down. A door opens to the inner voice. And these times of inward focus spark a transition from being a doer to being a doer watcher. In the Sanskrit, meditation means to cultivate the self. This occurs as meditation allows people to open up to alternative brain waves. We all have beta, alpha, theta, delta, and gamma brain waves. Remember, said earlier, the brain was waves. We have five different types of these. But we only use the beta waves during our waking hours. And here's the interesting thing. The beta waves are confusing to us because some of them focus on time, some of us on our environment, some on our body, and the result of having three foci is that a fractured attention caused by trying to focus on all of the big three leads to this. If you're anything like me, says Spenza, you've had experiences when that last drawing represents how your thoughts felt scattered. Dispenza's exquisitely crafted opus on meditation also considers a light bulb in the head. For the incoherent, its spark of light is wrapped in a fog of confusion because it has that last image. For the coherent, a series of waves flow out from the source of us, waves that are orderly, organized, rhythmic, as if powered by a fan, ever-flowing, always present, in touch with us on a subatomic energy level. I quote, when the brain is stressed, its electrical activity will be like an entire orchestra of musical instruments playing badly. The mind will be out of rhythm, balance, and tune. But your job is to be a masterpiece. If you persist with a band of disorderly, egocentric, self-important members who think that their individual musical instruments need to be heard above all the others, and if you insist they work together and follow your lead, there will come a moment when they surrender to you as their leader and will begin to act as a team. This is the moment when brain waves become more synchronized. This is when it happens, moving from beta to alpha and theta. More individual circuits start communicating in an orderly fashion and you process to a more coherent mind. Your awareness shifts from narrow-minded, over-focused, obsessive, compartmentalized survival thinking to thoughts that are more open, relaxed, holistic, present, orderly, creative, and simple.
take a look at coherence, or what is called synchrony, synchrony, the state when the brain is working in harmony. Think of it like this. What sinks together, links together. The chart you see here, which follows the text just quoted, shows a coherent self thinking, I feel whole, I love my life, I am spontaneous, I feel clear, I trust the universe, with a mind that's thinking, my back hurts, nobody loves me, I can't sleep, I feel sick, there's not enough time, I don't have enough money. on Duwamish soil. I attended a brief workshop yesterday at East Shore in which one of the native people was expressing the fact that we are on Duwamish soil and then went to talking about the fact that the native peoples had always kept their cemeteries sacred to them. They would go there because they honored the spirit of the people. And he said, you know, when we wrote agreements in the years gone by, we always said you will protect our cemeteries because they are sacred places for us. He said, and there's a reason for that. He says, because our people were put into the earth and when placed in the earth, they started to break down, and on a subatomic level, they integrated with the soil and then grew up again. We see our people in the trees. They are here for us. This is a, was to me, a rather mystical way of looking at the presence of the ancient native ancestors in our lives. Yet, it's much the same thing that we get out of Dispenza's book. This process of gaining wholeness, as the Soul Matters quote suggested, is no longer possible. It is no longer possible to restore what once was. Time moves on. Transition and change rule the flow of life. Many may hope things will someday turn out just all right, just like they once were, but a move toward wholeness is a spiritual journey, my friends. It asks anyone willing to step into this journey to take the time to do it right. And there are programs that stress mindfulness available in this area. One of them is Eastside Insight Meditation, a group that meets in our chapel on a regular basis. Another way to approach this is take a look at Dispenza's book. Its step into mystical territory is driven by the expertise of an author trained in neurology, neuroscience, brain function, and more. The author has examined the building blocks of life, yet shares a path to unique energetic forces that make people who they are. 
If you came today saying, my back hurts, nobody loves me, I can't sleep, I feel sick, there's not enough time, I don't have enough money, you might take a look at his book. <laughs> and the two meditative CDs that come with it. And design yourself a practice of meditation. We close with a reprise of our chalice lighting. Forget about enlightenment. Sit down wherever you are and listen to the wind that is singing in your veins. Feel the longing, the fear, the love in your bones. Open your heart to who you are right now, not to who you'd like to be. Not the saint you're striving to become but the being right here before you, inside you. All of you is holy. You are already more and less than whatever you can know. Breathe out. Look in. Let go. May the love in your heart find love in the hearts of those around you. Namaste. Thank you.